0: Well said. well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well spoken. Well said, Robin. Hello, and welcome to the Well Said Podcast. This is Bella, and thank you for joining me for another episode. Today's podcast, I am here by myself. It's just me. When I was thinking about what I would talk about, what this episode would be on, who would be on the podcast, Something that really did keep coming back to me was my story. It's not necessarily like my testimony of how I came to Christ. It's more of something I learned as a Christian. So I really wanted to share this. So here it is. This is my journey and my story to coming to a place of contentment in Christ. My journey to contentment and really my discontentment did start when I was very small and it was over something that I really wanted, which, you know, most people, you're not going to be discontent about something if you don't really, really want it. So what this was for me was, Ever since I was very small, ever since I can remember, I have always wanted to be a wife and a mother. That has been one of my biggest desires, just in general, and as a small child, I loved to play with baby dolls, and my sisters and I would play family, you know, like most little girls would do. I remember when i was maybe between 9 to 11 12 i stopped having the desire to play dolls and to stop playing family because i was realizing that this wasn't real you know obviously i knew it was these were pretend dolls and it was pretend family obviously i knew that but i was realizing that maybe one day I would actually have a real family of my own. Maybe I would actually have a real husband and real babies. And that, I think, is where it really did start to click. Maybe that's where it started to become less desirable to play with dolls. You know, that's just kind of normal. But I think also maybe there was an element of it where I started being discontent with with where I was. And you might be thinking you were very young and you could not get married at 11. I don't know if this is where it really did start to become discontentment, but I remember this being a very big part of my life at the time. So with that losing desire to play with dolls, you know, I just started to do different things. And then as I got older, maybe like, 12, 13, 14, I started to think about being a wife and mother and putting myself in that place of being a wife and being a mother. And then I started dwelling on those thoughts and I started to spend time and devoting time to thinking about this. And soon it did become my heart's one desire, and that's all that consumed my thoughts. And I would prolong my sleep, my dreams, my alone time, just so that I could have time to think about this. I think I enjoyed the feeling that was provoked when I would think about this stuff. When I was thinking about it, I wanted it. And when I was wanting it, I wasn't happy with where I was right now. And I'll touch more on that in a little bit. But something very big that I remember happening, I think I was like 14. uh, I was reading a devotional called Changed into His Image. It's Unit 5, Day 5. It was talking about denying the flesh, and I have the book with me. Let me read it. So, just a little backstory is uh, the story's about Kirk, who is lazy. He snoozes his alarm so that he can keep sleeping. He sleeps, or he is awake way too long, watching TV and doing things that he really should not be doing. Uh, But it's just referencing back to that story about Kirk. And it says, of course, feeding his flesh in this way destroyed any hope of resisting its pull. So as Kirk continued to shut off that alarm and go back to bed, and as he continued to deny and resist that conviction it started to become very easy to not obey. And it started to become hopeless to even say no to that desire. So that that was something that really stood out to me there. I wrote in this, so the question was, let me find it. Okay, so the question was, in what ways are you exposing yourself to the sensual lifestyle Of the wicked wearing yourself down spiritually? And I answered something that has been a sin issue for me is indulging in and fantasizing thoughts of my future. This makes me unsatisfied with where God has me now. This was a really big breakthrough for me because as I was reading this devotional on this day, that exact time, Days before and even that day, I had been fantasizing and dwelling on my future. And just looking back and thinking about that, I just see God's grace and his goodness there calling me out and not letting that conviction become dull because I actually was realizing that I was sinning. Um and on that devotional um there was a verse. It is Psalm one thirty-nine, twenty three to through twenty-four. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know my thoughts, and see if there is any grievous way in me, and lead me in the everlasting. Lead me in the way of in the way everlasting. So this was Just the timing of it all was God's goodness to me. Uh, And so just thinking back on that, I'm so thankful that I did read this devotional when I did because this was the exact time that I was doing exactly what the devotional was saying not to do. After this day, I was beginning to realize the core sin of this fantasizing my future was not me being content in Christ. I was so discontent and where God has me, even though I'm not at a place to be in a relationship or to be married and uh, have children. So after reading this devotional, I did stop fantasizing my future. I knew that it was wrong, you know, just like before, but this time I truly stopped and I was denying those fleshly desires. And whenever I would think about it in the next few days, I would know, I would come back and think about this devotional and what an impact it did have on my life. Knowing this diagnosis of sorts really did help me to know how to help myself and what to do because I knew now that it was discontentment which I did not know before. So this diagnosis was helping me to be able to get to the root sin which was discontentment because if I did not know it was discontentment then how could I seek help? How could I know what to do next? Just like with a doctor diagnosing a patient, he has to know the diagnosis before he can help them. Because if he just gives the person just any medicine, it could make it worse. You know, so you have to know the diagnosis before you can help it. When you are weeding, you have to pull out the entire root of the weed. Otherwise, if you just get the top bit, the weed will just grow right back and you will have the same issue. So knowing what the root sin was, I was able to pull that out and get rid of it. And if it did grow back, it was much smaller and I would know what to do next. If you're not content now, then you won't be content in the next season of your life. Maybe There's a job that you really want. You won't be content there because you are not content in your everyday life. And if you're not content with the job you have and the position you have, then if you are given a raise or a higher position, you're not going to be content there and you're not going to be content in the next step. Because with discontentment or not having a true contentment in Christ, you're just chasing your tail around because You just want the next thing, and you want the next thing, and there is no joy in where you are right now. Ecclesiastes actually calls this vanity. Uh, I'll read in Ecclesiastes 6, I'll read verses 3 and then verses 7. If a man fathers a hundred children and lives many years so that the days of his years are many, but his soul is not satisfied... With life's good things, and he has no burial, I say that stillborn child is better off than he. And then down in verse 7, all the toil of man is for his mouth, yet his appetite is not satisfied. I think of this song from The Greatest Showman. I'm pretty sure most people know it. It's called Never Enough. Uh, One of the lines is, towers of gold are still too little. These hands could hold the world, but it'll never be enough. And this song holds so much truth because for the Christian or for the unbeliever, you can have all your desires fulfilled, but it won't be enough because you aren't content and you're not satisfied with what you have right now. You're not satisfied and content with where God has you right now. uh, I really like this quote by Sadie Robertson Huff that says. It's time to stop pouting about what you don't have and start praising Him for what He has in store for you. This was so powerful to me because we do sometimes pout about what we don't have rather than praising God for what He will do and what He has already done, even. Discontentment often starts with greed because we lose sight of what we already have and we stop being grateful for what we do have been given, because everything we have been given is from God, and we don't deserve any of it. We don't deserve any good. A very powerful verse in the Bible that talks about contentment is Philippians 4, 1 through 3, so let me just read that. It says, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content." I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So Paul, in this passage, says, I know how to be content because I know how to be brought low, and I know how to be brought high. He's been in both situations, and either way, his foundation is Christ. So I think even for us, if we're not content right now, then we're not gonna be content when we have what we want because if we're not content in the everyday, ordinary life, we're not gonna be content in the big things either. And so I think something so dangerous about discontentment is, or at least the discontentment that I experienced is that it happens in my heart and it happens in my head. And both of those things others can't see. Like if you were to steal something, people could see that because that is a more physical sin. But with this discontentment, nobody can see it. I can keep indulging in it because at, at some point, maybe someone will start to see it and maybe it will come out in my life. But until that happens, nobody can see it. So I can keep indulging in it. And I can do all these things that I am not able to do physically right now. So when you're not content in where you are right now, and in where God has you in this moment, you'll always be longing and living for the next thing. You can't enjoy this life right now. This reminds me of a song by Jeremy Camp called Keep Me in the Moment, and One of the lines is, keep me in the moment. I don't want to miss what you have for me. When you're living for the next thing, you stop living in the moment and you stop enjoying what God has given you right now. We need to recognize what God has given us in this moment and in this season and what he wants us to do with it because he's given it to us for a good reason. He's not just given it to us just so we can suffer and just so we have to wait for what we want. And so this journey of discontentment it's not easy and it's something i know i will have to work on and i'll have to fight discontentment until jesus calls me home but i ha- i do praise god for what he has done with my journey of discontentment because I have grown so much in contentment and it being content in Christ and so for you as well every single person whether you struggle with discontentment or not you will have to learn to be content because with any area of your life God is there I remind myself of this a lot and that is that my view Of my future is like zero. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. God knows though. And so all I know of in my life is what has already happened. And God knows the entire thing because he put together that timeline and he put together my life. So he knows what my future holds. I don't. So since he knows my whole future, he knows what I need and what's best for me. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it was a blessing to you. Bye.